Hi out there, I'm Pat Polly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m., we interview people from the visual arts or the performing arts and talk about events going on in our local arts world. And this week, we're talking about Seattle Public Theater with Annie LaRoe, Artistic Director for Seattle Public Theater, and also Peeler O'Connell, Associate Artistic Director at Seattle Public Theater. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great. We're so happy you could come in. (laughs) But before we get started with the interview, I want to mention some events coming up soon here locally. And one of them is Chalk Fest, and that is coming up in Redmond Town Center, August 16th to 18th. Now, this is a lot bigger festival than it sounds like. It's got 15 renowned street mural artists from across the country, actually across the world. And this event is fascinating. I've gone the other years, and I can't wait to see it again. Because many of these artworks are three-dimensional. They seem to kind of pop up from the pavement, uh, especially when viewed from the front. And you can even take pictures of your friends in the art, and they'll show up in the 3D environment. It's really strange, you know, how your photos look so 3D. And each year this event gets better. So... Start out with one day. Now there are three days. It now has live bands and three days of active artistry. It also has artful food and, of course, kids' activities. And here's the best part. It's free. And you can go go at any time because it's on the pavement, so you don't have to go in anywhere, right? So don't miss this. The artistry is really amazing. It's really a fun place to be. Also, if you want something a little darker... Seattle Opera still has Rigoletto going on. And so if you're in the mood for a dark, cruel narrative and timely social commentary, along with wonderful operatic singing and a very, very interesting plot, it's on until August 28th, Seattle Opera's Rigoletto. This is it. You know, it's based on Victor Hugo's original play from actually 1832, and the opera was actually composed in 1851 by Verdi. But, you know, the theme is so current, and it's brought forward with contemporary staging, like people with suits on instead of, you know, the old costume, and uh, all of the gut-wrenching drama of the original. Rigoletto, The Cost of Corruption, is on until August 28th. Tickets available at seattleopera.org. Don't miss this one. It's a good one. Very current. (laughs) We'll be back shortly talking about Seattle Public Theater on Artbeat Northwest. Stay with us. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metalsmithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at pratt.org. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking about Seattle Public Theater. 
with Artistic Director Annie LaRoe and Associate Artistic Director Pilar O'Connell. And we got to ask you first, what is Seattle Public Theater? Because a lot of people aren't really sure what that is. Uh, Seattle Public Theater has been around for about 30 years, was established by a group of artists who moved here uh, in particular to bring up socially relevant issues amongst the community, first as a traveling company, and then it uh, found its home. And about 18 years ago, uh, it found its way to the Bathhouse Theater, which sits on the shores of Green Lake in Seattle. And I had been familiar with Bathhouse Theater before, and then Seattle Public Theater took over that space it did uh, a long time yeah. ago and so you've been mm-hmm. g- putting on plays for a long time yes. so uh, and you mentioned something about your mission um, do you want to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, the kind of plays you put on and uh, what uh, you know what your uh, uh, ideas are about that? Sure. Well, about three years ago, um, uh, my past partner and co-artistic director, Kelly Kitchens, who has since recently moved on to pursue her wonderful freelancing career, we actually shifted the mission. Uh, we took what was normally or had been seen in the past as sort of a neighborhood playhouse by Seattle Public Theater and wanted to push it more towards a place where it could have a national recognition in the arts community, a real arts organization, mm-hmm. um, professional arts organization. So we changed the mission at that point. And our mission now is to produce compelling and socially relevant theater to spark conversation and ignite empathy. We felt that it was really, we were driven really by what we felt was a need in our community, what was pressing within uh, the world today, um, and a real desire to lift up those voices that are commonly marginalized or not heard of uh, within our community. wanted to really focus on new works or uh, works that have just recently come out in our contemporary world and bring them to the neighborhood that we live in and and hopefully bring people from all over the, the sound to, to our space. So that sounds like a great mission. And, you know, I, and hearing that, though, I was thinking a very sober, uh, uh, you know, plays that were, were not really funny. But I find that your uh, plays that you're <laughs> presenting this year are really, there's a lot of comedy to them. But Let's talk about your first one, which is coming up really soon, this Indy Jones and the Raiders of the Doomed Ark. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Indy Jones is in co-productions with Mark Ciano Productions and um, and The Habit Comedy, which is a local uh, comedy improv sketch group. Oh, so yeah. it's really, com- really comedy. Yeah, and so what they do is they adapt um, movie like in a satirical way, movies like Indy Jones, um, Indiana Jones, and then create it into kind of like a musical, crazy, zany uh, live stage show. Yeah. So does it have some kind of a message, too? Or does it have references to local uh, happenings? Or how does that uh, work? Not really. These, this is, these are co-productions, so they're not part of our official season. Our mission drives our official season. These co-productions that are sit just outside are, 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 are meant to bring a different flavor to our community and a different offering so that um, if, if, a social, if, if the summer isn't a time that you would like to reflect socially on current issues, uh, this is a fun escape to enjoy mm-hmm. um, some laughter with friends. Well, it sounds like a really fun 
play yeah. to go and see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so okay. we tend to sell out very quickly. So definitely, if people are interested, they should get their tickets soon. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so what's the let's see what's the time frame for this one? Uh, um, it opens this Thursday mm-hmm. and it runs through I believe September fifteenth. Um, fifteenth. Thank you. I have mm-hmm. it. On this you have it on paper. <laughs> And so, well, August 15th, so that gives us a month to yeah, go and see yeah. this mm-hmm. wonderful production on the shores of Green Lake, which is always really nice. Yeah, it's really beautiful there, over there right you now. You can take a swim and then go see a show. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but you have a whole season ahead. So let's talk about the rest of your season. Uh, first of all, the Thanksgiving play, which is a little different than most Thanksgiving plays. <laughs> yes. Um, Larissa Fasthorse is someone I met uh, a few years ago, and I've been really um, thrilled to watch her uh, career as a playwright just soar. Uh, she's been produced now in New York City and all over the country. This play is being done all over the country right now. Um, Thanksgiving play is really about a bunch of, um, as she likes to say, terminally woke uh, teaching artists who are attempting to build a new pageant that both includes Turkey Day and um, Native American Heritage Month. And it is a romp and it's a very funny um, look at uh, the struggles of trying to create something in a, in, a, in, a, in a format like this. So it actually probably does give you the story from the viewpoint of the Native population and a little bit. I mean, it's written. She's Native American. Oh. Uh, Larissa is. And so it definitely has that point of view of the uh, the kind of crazy uh, things that have been created out there in the world in terms of um, of Thanksgiving and the pageants that are surround it and uh, the mix match of of Native American Heritage Month and sort of how they collide. And so it, it's very it's a very politically charged piece, but hilarious. Sounds very interesting. I've got to see that one. Okay. <laughs> and that's on, okay, October 18th to November 16th. Mm-hmm. So um, that covers. And then you go into another holiday. Right. So this is our, I believe it is our sixth year of Christmas Town, uh, a holiday noir by Wayne Raleigh. So people must like it. If they it's do, yeah. Year, they it's, uh, yeah. And so... Um, it's 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 and it's our own Seattle holiday tradition. It's a film noir inspired holiday thriller. With it's about a detective. His name is Nick Holiday. He investigates some kind of unholiday like shenanigans taking place in Christmas Town, um, looking for Santa Claus. Uh, and I'm in it. <laughs> uh, so I play Holly Wonderland, the femme fatale. And so he kind of meets all these zany characters. It's really, it's great. It's funny, family friendly, but also still really touching. It's quick, fast. So yeah, we've we've re- really developed a fan following for it, which is awesome. And this is a commission that we put out six years ago by uh, for a local playwright. So we commissioned him to write this brand new piece, Wayne Raleigh, and he's wonderful. And he's actually going to direct it this year, which mm-hmm. is really oh, fabulous. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so he'll get he'll get it done just the way he envisioned it, right? Yeah. <laughs> So do, now, does this one have a message? To um, I think it, it 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 without giving away anything, it talks a little bit about it. It really speaks to this idea of the Christmas spirit, which is kind of beyond you know all the shopping and things that people do around Christmas. What does it actually mean, the Christmas spirit? So that's kind of what it so, talks about. Oh, okay. So it would be good to get you in the Christmas spirit. And yeah. It's on November twenty ninth to December twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, that's the best thing is the, the spirit of, right. yeah. you know, actually, that was the thing. Now, then you've got, and this is a very current title with all of these uh, problems we've had with um, <clears throat> admissions tests. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's called Admissions, January 21st to February 23rd. And what is that one about? It's a fabulous piece. Uh, it's actually, uh, I think it might have just closed on the West End in London. So it's a real oh. coup that we uh, were able to get the rights to this play to be done oh, here in Seattle. Yes. Um, is it, was it written in London? No, no. It was written here. And it, it won, uh, it, I believe it won, I can't remember, um, uh, the, the an award. It was mm-hmm. up for the Pulitzer. I don't believe yeah. it won the Pulitzer. But it was, I think, new pl- best new play of the year on Broadway or off-Broadway um, recently as well. So it's a... It's a wonderful piece. Uh, it uh, it really focuses on uh, a woman who is the admissions officer at a, a New England prep school um, and her and her husband's sort of passion to uh, diversify the student body, um, fighting for it and believing in it. Uh, and but those ideals sort of come to a head when her son applies to Yale um, and she is faced with uh, sort of personal ambitions and progressive values and sort of and how they explode because uh, I, I can't I don't want to give it away but it's it's very fascinating look at what our, our ideals mean in practice and what our ideals mean when they actually affect us personally um, so it's fabulous and very funny um, I'm directing that piece and I'm super excited the cast is fabulous um, uh, and all good is playing the lead and she's a luminary around Seattle you've seen her at the rep and act and all over and it's a great honor that she's agreed to do this piece for us great now uh does this one uh this one's very current actually because we've had in the news all of these entrance uh things you know and controversy about what that process is the admissions process is yeah uh so um and how that's done so that it's you know fair to everyone which it's not always right Mm -hmm. (laughs) no okay and then um, March 20th to April 12th, I have Pipeline. Yeah. And what is that? So Pipeline is also a really current uh, play. Dominique Marceau wrote it. Uh, she's a, a pretty famous African-American playwright, contemporary work. Uh, and it's about an inner city public high school teacher. And she's really committed to her students, but also is always really trying to give her son, Omari, opportunities that he may not have. And then there is a controversial incident that happens at his upstate private school that um, may get him expelled. And his mother, the te- Naya, uh, has to confront his own rage, her own choices as a parent. But with the, the question at the end is, will she be able to reach him before the world beyond her, con- beyond her control pulls him away? And it's also just very current because it is speaking to... Um, Violence against uh, African Americans and folks of color, and kind of the in, the racism that is existing right now in our country and has not stopped existing, um, and just what uh, the lack of privilege that a young black male has, and and how someone can parent him, and how he is how how she what she has to do to help keep her son rising, um, and working on that. So yeah, we're really looking forward to that. That's directed by Faith Bennett Russell. Um, we're in the process of casting it right now. And so we're really excited to have a Dominique Morisot play on stage. Great. Well, it's already time for a break. We've been here talking about the schedule of wonderful plays at Seattle Public Theater 
on Artbeat Northwest. We'll be right back with more. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Featuring a school of over 400 glass fish from makers around the world. School, the Joseph Rossano Salmon Project, highlights the plight of global salmon and steelhead populations and recognizes current conservation efforts. See it at BAM from April 12th through August 11th. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking about Seattle Public Theater with Artistic Director Annie LaRoe and Associate Artistic Director Peeler O'Connell. And I want to ask you, um, uh, since we have covered your schedule for the year. It looks very exciting. Uh, I'm happy that uh, you're doing such wonderful works. But you're also involved in development of new works, and you have this Emerald Prize competition that you do, I guess, every other year, is it? Yes, it's a biennial prize. Uh, How does that work? Um, Well, we look to uh, award one playwright and commission them to create a brand-new play. and put it through its development, workshopping, and then potential production on our stage uh, as a world premiere because we're really dedicated to trying to uh, find new voices. Uh, the whole nation is looking for new playwrights, exciting work, and we just want to be part of that process and a part of lifting up that process. So uh, we've just workshopped our second uh, our second Emerald Prize winner, uh, a young playwright named uh, Sam Hamashima, who has uh, been working, workshopped this summer with us here in Seattle, um, his play called Supposed Home, which is really a look at his family's background of being um, uh, taken into internment camps here from Bainbridge Island. Um, And also the effect of that process generationally. So now that he's fourth generation, what does that mean to him looking back? Uh, So he's gone back home with all of our notes and uh, will give us a final draft. And then we will take that final draft and consider it for our season in an upcoming season. So we're really thrilled at this process. Um, uh, Yeah. So is this something new or is this something you've done for a while? And have you presented some of the plays that you've uh, given the Emerald Prize to? So this is our second um, Emerald Prize winner. Our first was a, a man named Oren Squire. He wrote a play, play called Fire Season that uh, was in our season this oh, last I think year. I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, and so it, it's not always promised that we produce the play, but we, do, we, have, we really do consider it. And it's so lovely to develop these relationships with the playwright. And the, the playwright's really able to kind of carve the play out around the actors that are existing. And so that's what we did. Um, Oren's play was produced last year. And so the the prize is supposed to come with a ten thousand uh, dollar stipend. How how is that supposed to be spent? I mean, do they you just pay them for the play, or is uh, that it's to help pay, produce it's paid, it? It's paid throughout a process of drafts and workshops, and so it's paid over a long period of time. Um, but it all goes to the playwright. It's all for them uh, and to create this new piece, so that if we don't take it, that it's it's a, it's ready to go out into the world. Um, it is a prize that we really so we have ten nominators across the nation who give us uh, five names each. 
So they nominate people. So these are big time people from Chicago and New York City, San Francisco, Dallas, Houston, all over. So we, we this is a national search. Um, and we ask them to provide us uh, uh, names, but the, our only mandate is of those five, at least three have to be artists who identify as female, um, artists of color, a member of the LGBT, LGBTQ community, or an artist based here, right here in Pacific Northwest. So we ask because we really are looking to focus on that area. It doesn't exclude what's not held within that, those bounds, but we'd like to at least uh, lift up the possibility of those. Um, of those. But all of these that, uh, nominations you're getting are people, obviously, who are already in the field mm-hmm. and are creating. So they know people or they, they know of the emerging voices. They're working mm-hmm. with the emerging voices that are coming up, the young playwrights that have come out of Juilliard or Yale or elsewhere. Um, and they so when we look to uh, select them, it's a blind process. So we're given 50 people. They submit a, just a, a proposal. We read all their proposals. We don't know who they are, who's written what. It's a completely blind process. We select five people from that process. We then go back to them and they have to do a larger application process with uh, giving us work samples of the play um, and where they're headed. We interview those five and then one is chosen out of that process. Sounds like quite a project. Yeah, it is a lot of work it's from both the, sides. It actually, is, it is one of the largest uh, new play prize uh, gifts out there. So it oh, is really? it is gaining uh, traction nationally, and people are beginning to know about it and hear about it and get excited about it. So that's really exciting because I think what it does is it takes Seattle and it takes it out into the nation as well as bringing national talent here. So it's exciting. And it's nice you've named it Emerald Prize because it's the Emerald, Emerald City. City mm-hmm. and, yeah. And it's every other year every you're other year, going yes. to be awarding. That's yeah. great. But now, as far as your other plays, I mean, they sound great. How? What's the um, process for selecting the other plays that you present during the year? Well, Pilar yeah. and I, we read a lot. Along we read with, a lot of plays. <laughs> uh, along with uh, Sydney Andrew Salinas, who is our literary manager. So she manages all the submissions. We mm-hmm. have an open submission policy, so anyone can submit their play to us, which is sort of rare in the United States. Yeah. Um, and we sift through that. We also look at what's happening out in, in the nation in terms of what's winning awards. We're looking at mostly contemporary work of uh, what's being done across the nation, Playwrights Horizons in, uh, in Chicago, what are the big titles that also fit our mission, that are also socially relevant, that are also lifting up marginalized voices. Right. Um, and then we read. We read a lot. And then we fight for rights. Sometimes we're fighting other theater companies in town for those rights. Or, oh, or, okay. Or uh, something the rep might be holding on to, but they decide that it's not quite right for them, but it's perfect for us, so we have to wait for that process to drop mm-hmm. to us. And then we apply for them, and we put our season together. So that happens. It's starting now. We're reading. We're just beginning to read now for the 2021 20, season. Um, and uh, that process will go all the way through March until we announce our next season in April. So it's a long process of lots of reading. Lots of reading. Lots of reading, lots of phone calls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of work and kind of political, too, you know? (laughs) You know, uh, who gets the the play first and all that that kind of thing. Now, how about your uh, your actors and actresses? Yeah. Uh, Do you have a troupe that you normally pick from or do you just have uh, open? No, we have. So I uh, part of what I do is all of our casting as well. Um, And we we, we don't uh, pick from a company. Right. So it's just open 
um, I attend the Theater Puget Sound general auditions, which is the regional big general auditions in February. Oh, um, I had no idea there were yeah. big regional auditions. Yeah, and then we have um, e- open submission emails always open. So if folks want to send me their headshot and resume, I always have it on file. And then I just try to see as many places possible in town. It, it's helpful that I am also a working actor, so I do know the community quite well. Right. Um, and so that's kind of that's what we do. And then depending on the show, like the auditions that we're having this evening for Pipeline are all call in a list of people that I think are correct and that the director likes as well. And that's kind of how it happens. Yeah. And we're a professional theater, so we have several equity contracts, too. Mm -hmm. So um, they are paid positions. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like in order to really do a good job of this. You are really immersed in the theater world. You know, you have to keep on top of everything that's Mm -hmm. happening. Absolutely. Not only here, but around the country and Mm -hmm. internationally, too. So um, now, are there can you get season tickets to your theater? How does that work? We have subscriptions available online at our website, www.seattlepublictheater.org. Online, we have full subscriptions. You, there's also sort of a flex pass. You can buy certain. If you don't want to see all of our season, you can select uh, some of the shows and put your own package together. You can drop by the um, the Seattle Public Theater at the bathhouse. Our uh, box office is open if you're taking a stroll around the lake and want to buy tickets there. Um, please do. They're on sale now. We would love to have you uh, um, and come see our our wonderful work that we're yeah, doing. Yeah, we also offer student subscriptions as well. Um, and there's just def- different levels of subscription-wise. So if you're someone who wants to see everything and wants to do more and really be involved coming to open rehearsals or things like that, we have a uh, the Emerald Club is our, our new kind of all-inclusive VIP. pass. Yeah. That's, that's your really gung-ho. That's the, yes. Yeah, that's the fancy. Members. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you need those. That's yeah, your right. backbone, exactly. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, let's talk just a little bit. I used to go to this theater when it was called the Bathhouse Theater, but that was a long time ago. But I always liked it so much because it kind of differed inside. Why don't you kind of talk a little bit about the configuration and how the audience feels really close yeah. to the play? It's very intimate space. I think it's one of the few spaces in Seattle that is this intimate, which really allows us to do the kind of work that we do that is uh, very personal, very emotional, and and very present with you. So it's it's what we call traditionally a thrust space. So there are seats on three sides, uh, 165 seats, I believe, is the total. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very intimate, very personable. We love it. A lot of people come because of that, because uh, uh, they like that experience and that it's different from some of the larger theaters in town they feel very part of the part of the process it sounds like fun sounds like the thing to do and sounds like you've got a great season (laughs) ahead but we are already running out of time thank you so much annie and pilar for sharing all of your information about seattle public theater thank you so much for having us thank you for a pleasure oh thanks for coming by now, let's again give them the website of uh, org, And you can go there and get tickets or mm-hmm. you can stop by yeah. the theater. Okay. Great productions. Go ahead and be there. <laughs> and be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. for Artbeat Northwest, news and views on the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative week.